Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Living Power Hope Podcast. Lena Ebijammer here, and I'm your host, and so excited to be back with you. Today is a Thursday. Thursdays are the days we drop new podcasts, and so if you're here and you've been here before, you know how this works. Just going to guide you to some points of interest. First of all, you can find out about our ministry at livingwithpower.org. Second, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review for us. We would greatly appreciate it. Thirdly, if you're new, thank you for checking in. I don't know if someone told you about this or you randomly landed here, but we believe that everything in life has a purpose. We're here to provide biblical truth for everyday life. A couple things about me, I practice medicine. I'm a doctor in pediatric emergency medicine. I now practice all sorts of acute care via the telephone. And uh, I also run the ministry called Living With Power Ministries, which is uh, uh, how we bring hope to the world. We do global work with the Syrian refugees and the Ukrainian refugees, as well as the Lebanese people. Our work overseas is growing, but here in the United States and anywhere really for that matter, where you can access a computer, we provide discipleship and biblical resources for your growth. And so um, in the podcast, what we've been doing is addressing ways for us to grow in the faith. And so uh, one of the popular ways that I've been able to do that here is a series called Dear Lena, where you can send me questions about anything that pertains to life and faith and culture. And this particular Dear Lena series is focused on bread and butter Christianity, which is why we've called it the bread and butter series. And so I like bread and I like butter. So I'm liking this series. I hope you do too. But be that as it may, even if you hate bread and and maybe are on a carb-free lifestyle, good for you if that's the case. I've done that and been there, but happy to embrace all sorts of foods now. Uh, Anyway, you have sent me some great questions. We've hit some good ones. Uh, So far, we're in the fourth of this series, and so we've talked about, hey, how can I tell if I'm really saved? How do I overcome sin in my life? And the last week, we've talked about spiritual disciplines, which really leads to sort of, I think these are flowing very naturally. I'm going to introduce today's episode and then give you, as my usual, three bullet points followed, um, but well, not really followed by anything. We'll end it after the three bullet points, and it's a way for me to frame our thoughts Uh, These are things that you can probably find answers to online, but I I think I have a different way of looking at things or framing them, and I hope that you found them helpful. And so with that in mind, let's hit today's question. Dear Lena, can the bond of Christ ever be broken? In other words, is it possible to lose my salvation? Now, that is a great question, and that came out of our Bible study, actually, on Thursday nights. I teach live on Facebook, and we are doing a great series on feelings, and this question came up, and I thought it was relevant here. Uh, this is different than how can I tell if I'm really saved? Uh, this is a per- the question today is pertaining to assurance of salvation. Um, and so can, uh, can I lose my salvation? And so with that in mind, uh, let me read you some verses that might be sobering. First of all, from 1 John, it says in uh, verse 18, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. Now, verse 19 is a focus. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they were not of us. Verse 20 is really reassuring too. But you have been anointed by the Holy One as you all have knowledge. And so something here important about 1 John, the verse really declares that some people uh, start off looking like maybe believers and followers of Jesus, but are not. And so is it possible to lose my salvation is a question that comes up. Some people believe that, that there's a version of uh, the Christian faith that says, yeah, you, you can lose your salvation and you need to keep working and, and keep obeying because if you aren't obeying, then you can lose your salvation. That's sort of a work-based salvation. I don't believe that. I believe that God, uh, through Jesus Christ, saves you once and for all. And hopefully we'll make uh, a, a strong uh, uh, 
um, what's the word I'm looking at? Fight, not fight, some argument for that, I guess. And, uh, but I think, um, I think it's important to understand that some people who start off looking like Christians might drift away. And so I think in Hebrews also it says, beware lest you drift away. Uh, probably one of my favorite parables is the parable of the sower and the seed. And I think this one puts things in perspective. Jesus tells this parable. He says, a sower went out to sow. And this is, by the way, in Matthew 13. It's in all the Gospels. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples didn't understand the parable. They asked Jesus later, what does that mean? And he explained what I think most uh, people who have been to any length of time in church might have come across, which is basically the idea is that the sowing is the word of God that gets planted in our hearts. And, and as you receive God's word, there's four different outcomes. Some right away rejected. Some, um, uh, it falls like on rocky ground, so it just sort of falls on them. They don't reject it right away, but... But, um, but they don't have much depth, and so they eventually falls away, fall away. And some look okay for a while, and then with time, uh, the chokes of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word out of it and it proves unfruitful. And the true believers are those who endure to the end. And so in reading this, it's, it's a sobering question, is which, seed am, is which heart is my heart? Has the seed fallen on one who has rejected the word of God? Or am I a, a rocky heart? Or am I a choking heart? And where am I, where am I in this? Or is my, am I continuing in the faith over time? And so whether you're a year in the faith or 10 years in the faith, if you're asking this question, can the bond of Christ ever be broken? In other words, is it possible to lose out my salvation? That is a good question to ask and needs to be explored. And so here, here's three big ideas. Number one, you cannot lose what you never had. You cannot lose what you never had. I firmly believe that people who eventually drift away are people who never really had salvation. This is sort of what was described in the first verse that I read you in First John, that some look like they're of us, like the, of the body of Christ, but they've really never been saved. And so, you know, one way, and, and again, we've addressed this in the past three episodes, it might behoove you to go back and listen. We've talked about sin and holiness. While our works don't save us, our works are a fruit of our belief. We do out of what we believe. And so... Um, if we believe a chair will hold us, we'll sit in it. If we believe it's broken, we won't, you know? And so I think if we believe that Christ is the way and we give our life to him, it's gonna inevitably lead to a transformed heart. By the way, this leads to a transformed heart that is largely supernatural. God changes us, sanctification. The change that happens in the Christian is driven by the Holy Spirit, but there is a cooperation and a desire at least to stop sinning. And so if you are persisting in willful sin, Understand, I'm saying, if you are persisting in willful sin against God, you need to question your salvation. You need to wonder, do you really have salvation? Now, you could be sinning willfully and be miserable in it and be acknowledging that you are in a season of sin. I'm telling you, you repent, turn your... That's what he, the writer in Hebrews says. He says, don't harden your heart. Today is a day of salvation. And so today, if you hear his voice in Hebrews 3, verse uh, 15, says, do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion. Now, it goes on and talks about see, the, the sin of the Israelites was a sin of unbelief. I believe that when you persist in sin, you are declaring unbelief in God and his word. God is serious about sin. He's serious about holiness. And so if you are regularly, persistently, willingly, knowing that you are sinning and continuing in it, look, you might be battling it, like you might be grieved over it and trying, and, and maybe you're in a season where it's extremely difficult. That's a different, you know, God wants more for you than that, but that's a different scenario than you know it's sin, 
and you're embracing it and anyway, despite the fact that God has warned you and told you against it. And so um, if you deny the Lord and stop professing faith in Christ, uh, you actually can become an apostate and might never have been truly converted. There are some sobering verses to that effect. I have a couple that I've highlighted here. Let me read you Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 4 through 6. God's word, look, it's easy to pick out the verses we like, like Romans 8.28, and all things work together for good, and God has a plan and a future for us. But there are some difficult verses in Scripture that we cannot just choose to ignore. Uh, Hebrews 6, um, he says in uh, verse 4, for it is impossible in the case, well, first he tells us to go on to maturity, then he says it is impossible in the case of those who have been once enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the ages to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. That's um, that these verses in Hebrews are scary. You know, it's it's uh, basically a, a, an awakening, a sobering reminder to say like, be be careful. Like, are you in the faith? Are you walking in the faith? And uh, and 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 the verse. There's another verse that I want to read you before we move on from this idea. Uh, hang on. Oh, Jesus says it here. Let me. Oh, okay. In, in uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 32, it says, Whoever speaks a word against the Son of God will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. And so, you know, people always talk about what is the unforgivable sin? And everybody has a theory as to what that is. Uh, scripture, I think, points to blasphemy against the Holy Spirit as the unforgivable, unforgivable sin. And so you can't lose what you never had when it comes to... Uh, is it possible to lose my salvation? Well, if you've been saved, I believe that God keeps you saved. I'll, I'll share some verses to that effect. But but if you were never saved, how can you tell? Well, if you're persisting in sin, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit and deny that Jesus is the Christ, I think First John uh, talks about that a lot, where he says, uh, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from uh, from God, for many false prophets have gone out in the world. In the world, by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. It doesn't get any clearer than that. I mean, you can um, be in a place where maybe you said you were saved, but you haven't really had a change of heart, and maybe you're in a place where, if you in, today in, in in this era, there are many people who uh, are uh, no longer like I, I remember uh, listening to the testimony of a rapper who was an apologist, I believe he was a rapper, some Hollywood personality, or at least he'd won a Grammy, I don't know. I'd never heard of him before. In fact, I, I, I think I remember his name, but I'm not gonna state it here. But just to say that he actually says, I am, I am what you consider now an apostate. I do not believe that Jesus is Lord. That's what he was saying. He, he built his life in apologetics and then he came out and said that. Now, you could say, well, does that mean he's not saved? Well, time will tell. Remember the seeds? He could be going through a very dark season. At this point, if he died today in that state of mind, then you would have to say, no, I guess he's not saved. He was never saved. But if God would delay his return and if God would give this man grace, maybe he will come to a point in his life where he'll turn around. But 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 he understands rightfully that to deny that, that man who who made that proclamation that he no longer believes, he had deconstructed. He said, I no longer believe in Jesus as Lord. And, and in that statement, he says, I've become an apostate. An apostate is a person who goes back on the things that he had be believed to conversion. And so that's a scary place to live. That's a scary place to live. And so what's your relationship with the Son of God? Do you believe he is Lord? And have you, since believing, maybe you believed at a younger age, have you come to the place now where you still believe it? 
uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes we think, oh, I believed it at 20. This is going to be an easy ride. Like, I'm just going to continue to believe it because, of course, like, I'm so firm in the faith. But, you know, I found that the longer you live in the Christian life, the harder life gets, the more challenging it is to believe some of the things that you believed at 20. Because now you've got life and disappointment and failures and dreams and, and, and prayers, things that you thought God would do and he might not have done yet. And it really puts to test this notion, do you believe God for what um, God for who God is or do you believe God for who you want him to be and what you want him to do for you? And so uh, if you've never been saved, you might have said the words, maybe you showed up to church, maybe, uh, maybe you thought for a while you were, but just like the seed on the ground, uh, either the cares of this world are choking in, or maybe it fell on rocky ground. And one, some of the ways to tell that is, are you continuing willfully to sin against God? Are you uh, professing Jesus as Lord, or are you blaspheming his name and the Holy Spirit? Um, these, are, these are serious things that one has to consider in their life. But if you do believe Jesus is Lord, and if you're trying, whether it's successful or not, to live a pure and holy life, um, don't give up. We're, th- there's good news coming. And so here's, here's point number two. Can the bond of Christ ever be broken? Number two, you can't lose what's never been yours to keep. You can't lose what's never been yours to keep. Salvation is a work of God, from God, by God. And uh, your salvation has never been based on what you have done, but on Christ's finished work on the cross. Your justification is based on God's promise to declare you righteous because of Jesus Christ. It is not because of what you have done. It is not how strong, how holy you are. Even this issue of obedience, it's not how obedient you are. It's a, you know, that sanctification process sometimes looks like two steps back, one step forward. I get that. But um, if you have given your life to Christ, if you're declaring that Jesus is Lord, if you feel some sense of remorse over your sin and you long to be freed of sin, um, then uh, your salvation is not yours to keep. And throughout scripture, our uh, Ephesians is probably the best uh, epistle, the best letter of scripture to go to if you want to uh, get reinforcement as it pertains to God's plan of salvation for you. And so right off the bat in Ephesians chapter one, blessed verse three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us, not we chose him, even as he chose us in him, Listen, before the foundation of the world, I really believe that, that God in his sovereignty chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us. Yes, I believe in predestination. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. That does not mean you don't have to share Christ with your neighbor. That does not mean you can sit back and assume the world will just come to know him because God will has predetermined who will know him. No, we have a shared responsibility to go out into the world and to share the gospel. But yes, I believe God's word clearly teaches that that God has predestined, chosen, adopted us uh, through Jesus Christ, according in verse um, three, in verse five of Ephesians one, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, in which He has blessed us in the beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will, according to his purpose. Verse 11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were to first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And then he says in verse 13, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, listen, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. We are sealed, we are guaranteed, This is God's work and not ours. 
in First John, I read you earlier the verses of those who were of us and left. And the other verse in First John 2.20 says, But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. This anointing, this promise that God gives us, is nothing can separate us from the love of God. In, in fact, as I say this, remember the verses in Romans chapter 8. Um, we're told clearly, who shall separate us from the love of God? And this is in verse 30, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, we are, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then he goes on to declare, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. So you can't lose what you never had, but you can certainly not lose what's never been yours to keep. Your salvation is given by God for his glory, and your salvation is sealed by the Spirit of God. It all rests on him. He does the work. He cho chooses us before life begins. He has predestined us according to his will. He seals us with the Holy Spirit of promise. How can you tell if you're saved? Well, time is a great measure of indication of whether you're sticking this out or not, which is why there's a call to the perseverance of the saints throughout scripture. Um, it's not that your perseverance is what saves you, it's that those who persevere are indeed saved. That's like the seeds that fall on good ground versus bad ground. You might go through a se season of darkness, you might go through a wrestling of doubt, you might be struggling right now, but listen, here's a third point, you cannot lose what you still long to keep and protect. The person who is asking the question with sincere, sobering reality of seriousness, can, is it possible for me to lose my salvation? That person, listen, typically this question is asked from a heart that is grieved over sin, that is wrestling with a desire to not lose their salvation, to be in the word, to grow in the word, and, and maybe you're wrestling because you, you're, you're not in that place right now and you feel bad about it. Listen, let that regret that you feel motivate you to repentance. Anyone who cares enough to ask the question cares enough to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Anyone who cares enough to ask the question can indeed right now turn to God in repentance over your sin. Anyone who cares enough to ask the question can care enough to humble themselves, bow the knee to Jesus in surrender. Listen, you and I have been given today. Today is a day of salvation. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Listen, can the bond of Christ ever be broken? No, never, never. If Christ has sealed you, he has sealed you forever. The one who will fall away is the one who has never been saved. Your work of your salvation, it rests on Christ. What we are to do is to simply glorify him through our obedience. Uh, we don't earn his approval through our obedience. We simply glorify him and point to the King of Kings, and declare him to be Lord. And so if you're in that place right now where you declare him Lord, where you're trying to live in obedience, where you hunger to have more of him in your life, listen, stop worrying about keeping your salvation and start committing resolve to turn a new page, to bow your knee and surrender to God, to give him your failures and to trust him for his mercies that are new every morning. And so a good place to end this podcast is probably in Lamentations, Chapter three, I love this. This I call to mind, therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will hope 
in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him, let him give his cheek to the one who strikes and let him be filled with insults for the Lord will not cast, forever, cast off forever. But though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. If you're being grieved, maybe it is God's push towards you to repent, to turn back, to embrace holiness again. And uh, only you can answer that. Won't you take time today to answer that question? Uh, is it possible for you to lo lose your salvation? Well, are you really saved? And if you are, um, John chapter 10 is probably, I forgot to mention that verse, it's the heart, it's an amazing, uh, probably the, the um, fulcrum of, of, of what Jesus taught on this. I told you, and you do not believe in John 10, 25, the works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe me because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one, no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one, again he said it, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. So now you tell me, can you lose what Jesus has in the palm of his hand? I think not. Hey, with that in mind, let us rejoice in a faithful savior who always has our best in mind and let us live lives that are glorifying to his great name. If you want to find out more about this ministry, please check out livingwithpower.org. If you'd like uh, to ask me questions or maybe you need prayer, send me an email at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. And uh, please come back next week. We've got more great episodes here that explore biblical truth for everyday life. Thursday nights are our um, Facebook Live Bible study. You can find out more about it if you go to livingwithpower.org. Top of the page on the right, it says, join our community. Click on it and uh, maybe you can show up tonight. I'd love to meet you uh, on the computer live. And in the meantime, have a blessed day. I'll be praying for you, my friend. Bye.